Hey guys, uh, quick forward from Garv here. This is going to be a little bit of a different episode. Um, so today I actually brought in an expert, um, ironically to the name, um, to talk to me about hunger, which is an issue in my community um, and an issue in many people's communities. So this is part of a reimagination, if you will, of the podcast. So this is, I'm calling it Experts Edition. This is episode one of We're Not Experts, But Experts Edition. Um, and I hope you guys enjoy it. And I'm really excited to see where the future will take us. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast, We're Not Experts, But Experts Edition. Um, this week, we will be interviewing... Um, a man named Robert Shippey. He is the development director of um, the Georgia Mountain Food Bank in my community. Um, and we will be raising awareness to the problem of hunger and how the food bank can help solve that. And I hope you guys enjoy it. So I'm here today with Mr. Robert Shippey. And could you introduce yourself and tell me um, some stuff about what you do? Hi, Garb. I'm the uh, development director at Georgia Mountain Food Bank, which is uh, an entity that gets food out to about 70 different agencies in Hall, Lumpkin, uh, Dawson, uh, Union, and Forsyth counties. Uh, we know there are about 50,000 people in our service area that are food insecure. And my role at the food bank is to raise awareness and uh, raise uh, gifts, uh, generate gifts so that we have the uh, revenue to purchase food, to pay for the gas, to get the food out and distribute it, all of that kind of thing. And um, work less uh, on the front lines as much as I do help with the marketing and uh, communications for the food bank. Gotcha. That's pretty incredible um, that you guys reach like 50,000 people over such a wide area. Yeah. I had a question about um, how much exactly is hunger impacting our community? Because I know hunger is a pretty far reaching issue. Um, and it's like hunger is everywhere. Like you're not going to find a place where hunger is not an issue. But how does it impact our community? Yeah, in, in Hall County specifically, uh, our poverty rate um, depending on the quarter is about 15%, somewhere from 14 to 16%. And in the city of Gainesville itself, the poverty rate is about 27%. So what that is telling us is that uh, in the county itself, almost one in five are, are hungry. Uh, in the city, that's closer to uh, one in uh, three uh, who uh, uh, face food insecurity. And what we mean when we talk about food insecurity is that there are people who um, literally do not know where they will get their next meal. And uh, so the challenge and opportunity for us is to get that food uh, to them, to make the food accessible and uh, and not just um, food, but healthy food, because we know that a poor diet will lead to uh, health issues down the road. Uh, 
a challenge for us too, and and something I've you know we we're not really always aware of is that um, uh, the impact that uh, food insecurity has on children. So, mm-hmm. about one in four uh, children in our community uh, suffer from food insecurity, and that is only. We'll probably talk more about the the COVID nineteen situation here shortly, but the the pandemic has only um, increased the challenge that we have to uh, try to get food to those children, um, many of whom are taking food home for the weekend, not just for themselves, but uh, for for their larger families. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of before we get to the, the impact of COVID-19 on the work you guys do, um, could you give us a brief summary of how the food bank exactly gets food to um, people that do have food insecurity um, or people that are impoverished that um, might have like hunger problems? Sure. And uh, when we get back to normal, I would love for you to help me encourage students to uh, come and uh, see how we actually do it, maybe even uh, volunteer. Uh, but um, I mentioned to you we've got 70 plus agencies, about 40% of those are in Hall County. Um, and we have uh, partnerships with the Atlanta Community Food Bank. So on any given day, you'll see large semi trucks from Atlanta coming here to deliver food to uh, our food bank. Uh, both Kroger and Publix uh, are huge food wow. partners, retail partners with us who um, who provide food. And then uh, Walmart, uh, not so much food, but they're very good about providing community grants that help us uh, uh, purchase food. Uh, so the food comes into the food bank. Um, we sort that out um, and uh, by uh, meat and vegetable and dry goods. Um, uh, we've been fortunate. Uh, we've had about 70 volunteers that have stayed with us through the pandemic. We've also had to rely on the National Guard, but when that food comes in, it has to be sorted. It has to be put in box by category, and then it has to be either put on uh, shelves if it's dry goods or uh, put in a refrigerator if it needs to be cooled or even a freezer, large freezer that we have for uh, things like meat that we can freeze and and, uh, keep until um, uh, we have a need. Uh, So that's how the food comes in. Then the food is distributed per item by our volunteers. Mm-hmm. And then our trucks take that food to uh, food banks and uh, our food agencies, I should say, excuse me, in our five county service area. And those food agencies are um, uh, put in food insecure pockets. So that uh, a lot of times I was just reading an email this morning from uh, an elderly person who can't get out, doesn't have any um, transportation, doesn't have any means to um, uh, obtain uh, food. She particularly needs uh, dairy products, milk and eggs. And so we'll uh, partner with one of our um, 
distributors to uh, find somebody who will actually take that food to her. Uh, in other cases, because we're in the community, uh, people can just walk to the area where the, the, the place where they get the food and, uh, and carry it back home uh, where they live. And then we do um, food distribution um, programs. Sometimes we'll hook up with Good News Clinic and uh, mm -hmm. if people are coming for testing or if they're coming for uh, to get a flu shot, then we'll be there with a bag of food for them. Um, uh, not too long ago, we partnered with uh, Rotary and did a uh, food distribution oh, wow. at uh, Fair Street School, um, served over 200 families there. So it's, uh, uh, you know, I guess all of the above. We, we get the food to the entities that are in the food poverty pockets. We try to get food to um, uh, places like Good News Clinic where we know um, people in need will be. And then we try to set up food sites where we can uh, distribute food. People can come through and, and uh, we'll load their car with the food as long, as long as we have the inventory available. Gotcha. That's a, it sounds very like extensive and it sounds like it's helping the community out a lot. Um, just based on all the different like means you guys use to like distribute food and all the different places you work with. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, and I, you know, while it's on my mind, um, we have a tremendous uh, community. We just had our annual um, empty bowl uh, fundraiser and uh, we were able to uh, raised through corporate sponsorships almost $200,000 in wow. a pandemic set a set a record and uh, for fundraising for that event and we're able to generate uh, almost 850 the equivalent of 850,000 meals that we will get to those uh, in need and and so it is an extensive operation we partner with uh, uh wonderful entities like united way the community foundation and uh, good news clinic we we work with the hospital uh, so it's it's a collective uh, effort that uh, with, with which we are engaged but we could not do what we do if we did not have the uh uh, incredible uh, and generous support of individuals and companies in, in our community. Right. Yeah. I think one thing that I really wanted to emphasize with the podcast is like um, how, like what keeps us together as a community. Uh, and I think that the food bank's a pretty great example of that, you know, uh, like even in COVID, which uh, like even in COVID, you guys are able to get like, um, you guys are able to raise so much money and um, do the work that you do. Actually, that's my next question. Um, how has COVID impacted the ability of the food bank to um, get meals out to people and how has it changed? Yeah, it, it, it uh, has, has not always uh, been easy uh, early on. Um, and when I mean early on in March and uh, April, uh, almost 80 
80% typically, we'll say 60 to 80% because it always, uh, uh, there's a range there, but, uh, but of retail food, 60 to 80% of what we're able to get out uh, comes through retail inventory, and that's Kroger, Publix, um, grocery stores, uh, bringing items that um, are still perfectly safe, but but deemed no longer to have a capacity to sell, or it's an item that uh, is imperfect, or an item that for whatever reason hasn't been uh, selling in their stock. And so um, they will bring food to us and we couldn't do what we do without them. But to your question, in March and April, all of a sudden that inventory uh, dropped to 30%. And um, our shelves were were bare. We were having trouble um, purchasing uh, or uh, obtaining food. So then we had to move to uh, purchasing it and uh, and that required people giving us uh, resources so that we could purchase a semi truck load of food um, will run you about one hundred and thirty five hundred and forty thousand dollars and uh, mm. so it's it's um, uh, you know and on a good day uh, getting food in and out that operation is not uh, not cheap. And uh, when all of a sudden the retail dropped, uh, we were not able to get food. The only way we were going to able be able to get it was to buy it. Um, that was a real panic for us. And uh, fortunately, people again, largely individuals in the community uh, came together and uh, provided us with the resources that we needed to to get the food uh, to buy it and then continue to distribute it so inventory was one challenge um, uh, our staff we only have about 10 people who actually are paid staff in the food bank and uh, at least through the spring, the staff was able to be there and not uh, miss a day. But um, but uh, as we got into the early summer months, some of our staff became sick, and um, and so we were all of a sudden down to half staff by um, early August. Um, uh, I think seven of the staff had to quarantine, so there were only three of us actually uh, working, and and that was a huge challenge. Um, trying to continue to get the resources to serve, uh, trying to rely heavily on the National Guard at that point to help us um, uh, separate the food, and then having to rely on entities like Rotary to help us get the food to people in need uh, created just a um, logistical challenge. But um, as uh, Kay uh, Blackstock, our executive director, and I have often said, we looked at each other and said, there's no way, there's no way we can do this. And the community just came together and said, we'll find a way. And um, uh, and so it hasn't been easy. Uh, it's been stressful, but um, you know, in, in times of stress, good people come together and they find a way to make a difference. And so it's been um, 
just a very humble experience to, to watch uh, people who have no other connection than care and a commitment to serve to come together to help us uh, get healthy food uh, out to those in need. That's really incredible. Um, just that idea of like, even in the pandemic, like I feel like in a pandemic, you might anticipate it being harder for like a community to come together because everyone's sequestered in their homes and everyone is trying to, I guess, fend for themselves in a way because, you know, people are losing jobs, you know, um, people are having a harder time living. But the fact that the food bank and like the National Guard, the Rotary Club, all these places and including like members of the community, um, the fact that you guys can come together and do all this work is, um, it's, it's a real testament to us, the sense of community we have in Hall County and in Gainesville. Um, I had another question about the, um, about the food bank and that's what, do you guys do anything other than food distribution? Um, like, are there any like auxiliary activities you guys do um, or things like that? Um, limited. I mean, our primary thing is uh, getting food and then occasionally, uh, and this is not directly what you're asking, we'll get um, loads of toilet paper or cleaning supplies or um, soaps, those kinds of things. And so we quickly get those out to shelters to uh, help them with uh, those kinds of uh, resources. Mm -hmm. uh, we try to do nutritional education. We're, we're limited both in terms of um, uh, our ability to do that and um, having access to uh, forums where we can meet with people. The poor often don't have um, Zoom technology, for example. We can't really meet with them face to face right now the way we would like to and so we we try to to promote um healthy diet and we try to educate uh people by particularly children by introducing them to fruits um, as opposed to candies by talking about the benefits of, of healthy diet versus a uh, poor diet and we also we we, we have uh, little cards and we, we try to do a food insecure test. So we ask people uh, if they're at a, a, a place where we think there might be need, we, we have cards out on counters that say, when's the last time you were, you had a, a meal or when's the last time you had uh, food. And we try to do uh, personal assessments uh, to help people do personal assessments so that they can really come to grips with the fact that they might be food insecure and then to help educate them on how to, um, how to uh, uh, obtain the resources that, that they need. But so foods, foods, what we primarily do and, mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, that, that's our thing, but, but getting it out to people and educating people on, um, healthy lifestyles are the, the two primary areas of focus for our operation. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so I had, um, probably one last question to end off the interview. Um, I wanted to know what we could do to help the food bank. Yeah. If you go to, uh, 
GeorgiaMountainFoodBank.org, and that's G-A-M-O-U-N-T-A-I-N Food Bank, F-O-O-D-B-A-N-K.org, or you can just Google Georgia Mountain Food Bank. Um, you will find ways to give, ways to serve. Um, uh, we encourage uh, food drives. We had um, almost uh, 9,000 students and teachers and families in the Hall County um, school system to uh, do a peer-to-peer -peer food drive back in the spring. And so we can help you set up those peer-to-peer -peer fundraisers. Um, I think providing uh, opportunities when we get back to normal for students um, to come and actually volunteer at the food bank and learn about food uh, insecurity is an important thing. Uh, and and uh, just uh, finally remember that every dollar an individual gives allows us to generate uh, five meals. I've been in fundraising a good bit of my professional life uh, and have never worked for an organization that could generate a five-fold return on the, uh, the gift that the individual gave. And so um, uh, uh, if people will do just a little, it's amazing what the food bank can do to stretch that out and uh, create uh, an impact. Um, and I always encourage people um, to think about life, not just in terms of uh, from whence you've come or where you are, but what do you want to be remembered for? And uh, in this particular hour, uh, in this critical time, uh, there is a resounding call for good people with resources to come together to make a huge impact and difference uh, uh, for good for those in need. Great. Thank you for um, interviewing with me today. I'm really happy to get the Food Bank's message out there and kind of raise awareness to this issue in our community and how we can help. So thanks for meeting with me. Well, Garb, it's uh, truly an honor to meet you and uh, any friend of uh, John Simpson's, a dear friend of mine. And uh, <laughs> I uh, hope uh, you'll come and uh, visit me at the food bank and uh, anything that I can ever do uh, to help you. Uh, don't ever hesitate to call and uh, thank you for your interest in uh, helping us uh, feed the hungry. Getting to interview with Mr. Shippey was an honor and a privilege. Um, and I'm definitely glad I got to learn more about the food bank. I will be linking the Georgia Mountain Food Bank in this podcast, and I would encourage people who aren't necessarily in my community of Hall County um, or the Hall County area or even in Gainesville, um, I would encourage you to reach out to your food bank because, like I said, and like um, Mr. Shippey reiterated, hunger is a very far-reaching problem, um, and food banks do um, have a really great impact. So I would encourage everyone to donate to their local food bank. Um, and get to know more about how their food banks operate and how how they can help their food bank get food out to um, food insecure people. So this has been another episode of We're Not Experts But, the first episode of Experts Edition, which, like I said in the beginning, I'm really excited to see where it'll go. 
Um, this episode was produced by me. My name is Garb. Um, special thanks to Mr. Robert Chippy for interviewing with me today and educating us all about the food bank. Special thanks to Mr. John Simpson for um, helping me come up with the idea for this episode. And we'll see you next time.